The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Spirit-empowered Christianity. Spirit-empowered Christianity. The first thing I want to define is what is Christianity? Christianity is Christ revealed in a man. Christianity is Christ revealed Christ revealed in a man. That is the simplest definition of Christianity. Christianity is Christ revealed in a man. Simple. Christianity is not a religion. It refers to the body of, an, of anointed ones. In other words, it refers to an anointed people, people in union with God. Christianity is oneness with deity. It is union with God. Christianity is oneness with deity. It is union with God. Let's begin from the book of Colossians chapter 1. Spirit-empowered Christianity. Now we're going to attack this message from different fronts. We're going to look at creating a prophetic culture, how a church can become a prophetic community. We're going to look at how to demonstrate the power of God all that, a lot of things we're going to cover. Colossians 1, we're going to begin from verse 24. Colossians 1, 24. If you're there, say amen. All right, look at this. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church. Now, that reveals to us that the church is not a building the church is the body of Christ. See, we use the, the, uh, the term, I'm going to church. In a way, it is correct because you're going to the assembly because the church is an assembly. See? But this building is not the church. That's why it's called the church building. It says, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind, you can use the lacking, behind the afflictions of Christ, in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. So the church is the body of Christ. So the church is the body of Christ. Now let's look at something here. Go to Psalm 133 and we'll read from verse 1. You all know it. Behold how good and pleasant it is for what? For brethren to dwell how together in unity. Praise God. Then he says in Psalm 133, please. 
Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Then he says, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that round down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. In other words, when an individual is anointed, the anointing on the head is the anointing on the body. Hello? The anointing on the head is the anointing of the body. The Bible says the church, which is his body. So the anointing on Jesus is the anointing on us. I didn't get an amen. Don't worry, don't worry. You don't need to say amen. You need to understand the, the amen before you. We're going somewhere. Come back to Colossians 1, 24 again. You will catch it. Amen. Tell somebody you will catch it. Yeah, you will. It says, and now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. Afflictions of who? Christ for the sake of what? His body, which is the church. Go to Ephesians 1. And um, let's begin from verse 21. Ephesians 1, 21. It says, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age or in this world, but also in that which is to come. Next verse, 22. He put all things under his feet. How many things did he put under his feet? How many things? And we are the body. So whatever is under Christ is under who? It it's under you, it's under me. It says, he has put all things under his feet. How many things did he put under him? How many things? Take note of that. All things. Then he says, and gave him to be the head over all things. To who? To the church. So that means Christ is the head over all things for the benefit of the church. Did you get what I said? Christ is the head over all things for the benefit of the church. It says, he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. See? Next verse. Which is his body? The church is what? His body. Then look at, it now talks about the church. It says the fullness of him who feels how many? In how many? It says the fullness of Christ is in all of us. Say the fullness of God is in me. Say it again. The fullness of God is in me. All right. Now let's look at something very quickly. Colossians 1 verse 19. We're looking at spirit-empowered Christianity. It says, For it pleased the Father that in him all what the fullness you want? In Christ. It says in Christ dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians 2 verse 9. So the human body has the capacity to contain God. 
Hallelujah. A man had devils cast out of him. And in Mark chapter 5, and he had 6,000 devils inside of him. One man. And the devils came out of him and entered 2,000 pigs, and he could not contain it. See, the human being or the human person is more than an animal. I want you to follow me closer. The pigs could not contain the evil spirits because of how powerful they were in the natural. But we know they are subjects. Are you following me? But 6,000 of them lived inside one man. See, the human person has a capacity to contain God. See, we are containers. You will either carry God or carry something else. Are we learning something this morning? It says the fullness of him which fills all in all. Then it says it pleased the Father that in him should not fullness dwell. Then Colossians 2 verse 9, it says in Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. Then verse 10 says, but you are what? Are complete where? In him. Colossians 1.24 again. It says, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you. That, this is beautiful. Sometimes it's hard to rejoice in our sufferings. But the, the, the issue is that we focus on our pain instead of the reward for the sacrifice. Are you following me? See, we need to focus on the reward for our sacrifice. It says, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of, of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, what? Christ in you, what? It pleased the Father that all the fullness should be in Christ. So if Christ is in me, where is the fullness of God? No, talk to me now. Where is the fullness of God? Now, don't forget the word fullness refers to pleroma. In other words, everything God contains. A human child is born with human potential. A divine child is born with what? Divine potential. So Christianity is not just the acceptance of creeds, the profession of beliefs. It is the actual union of a man's spirit with God's spirit. See, it says, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Next verse. Him we preach, warning every man 
In teaching every man in all wisdom. That we present every man perfect, complete in Christ Jesus. This is the issue. Why the individual is struggling. He doesn't know who he is in Christ. Next verse. To this end, I also labor. The King James says strive. Then he says striving according to his energy. That word workiness is energy. Striving according to his energy, which works in me mightily. So Paul says the divine energy, his energy is working in me mightily. Do you believe the energy of God is working in you mightily? Hallelujah. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Let's begin from verse 14. Ephesians 3, 14. For this cause I bow my knees. Hallelujah. Give it to me in the King James for a moment. He said, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. From whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. Next verse. That he will grant you, I want you to listen to the words, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. He says, the, the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He says he will grant you according to the riches of, the, of his glory. In other words, not everyone is walking in that reality. So that he will grant you According to the reach of his glory, to be strengthened with what? With might, to be empowered with Kratos. With might. The ability that makes you a champion. To be strengthened with might by his spirit. Where? See, the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit. See, and your spirit lives in your body. So your body now is what? The temple of the Holy Spirit. To be strengthened, to be empowered, give it to me in the Amplified. To be empowered. The word there is endonamid. To, to be empowered with Kratos. It says, may he grant you out of the rich treasure of his glory to be strengthened, reinforced with mighty power. Do you see that? In the inner man, by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. The Holy Ghost lives in your spirit. Hallelujah. Say the Holy Spirit lives in my spirit. Now, don't forget the Holy Spirit is the active person of the Godhead. In other words, he's the one that manifests the power of God. If the Holy Spirit is in your spirit... And it doesn't come and go. That means the power of God is always in your spirit. Hello? All right. Go back to the King James, please. It says, to be strengthened with might by his spirit. Where? In the inner man, in your spirit. When you read your Bible in Galatians 4.19, Paul says, my little children of whom I travel in birth again until Christ be formed. Until Christ be formed. Christianity is Christ reproduced in the human person. That means somebody seeing Jesus in you, hearing Jesus in your voice.
Hallelujah. Are you all there? So we've we got to have this mentality. It, it, it's union with deity. First Corinthians 6 verse 17. says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. We're in a spirit-empowered Christianity. We're not just carrying our Bible. No, I know, I'm, you know I'm just a Christian. I'm just, do you know what it means to be a Christian? The word Christian is from the Greek word Christianos. Christianos. It means an anointed one. It means an anointed union. It means a little Christ. It means more than just a follower of Christ. See, the anointing, the anointing, the ability, the ability in him is now in us. See? Now, let me show you two scriptures. Again, Acts 10 verse 38. All right? Acts 10 verse 38. Acts 10 verse 38. Are you there? Okay, look at this. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now, notice the use of words. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Then he says, with the Holy Ghost. And what? And with power. Now, look at this. It says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. In other words, it says the anointing is first of all a person. It says he anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now, what, is, what does it mean to anoint? The word anoint in the Hebrew is the word mashak. From where we, from, it is from that where we get the word Mashiach, what we call Messiah. Okay? Mashiach, which is to smear or to rub into. Smear, M S M E A R. To smear or to rub. When, you, when I rub a cream, I've anointed myself. But when, I, when you rub your cream, the cream goes into you. After you rub your cream, your cream cannot be removed from you. It is now inside of you. You've been anointed with the cream. That's what Meshach or Cleo or Chrisma in the, the Greek, which, from which you get the word Christ. Are we together? Now, when I rub the cream, all the nutrients in the cream enters inside of my body. Are we together? So it says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. That means the Holy Spirit entered into his being, indwelt him, such that wherever Jesus showed up, the Holy Ghost showed up in him. Are you following me? Because my cream goes with me. The, 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 the one I use, the, the, the nutrients is there the perfume of the cream smells with me when I move. Are you, are you, am I right? Okay. Now, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Ghost and what? And with power. Kabaya. 
You see, I trust that during this series, we'll be able to touch a few things. Now, the Holy Spirit is a spirit of wisdom. See, the Holy Spirit is a spirit of understanding, a spirit of counsel. He said the Holy Spirit and power. See, a lot of times we focus on the acts of God than on God himself. Who went about doing good? The works that I do shall he do also. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil? Why? For God was with him. That tells you the anointing is the manifest presence of God. Say, so for God was with him. Are we together? So, what's the anointing? The anointing is the empowerment of God's spirit that enables us to do what we could not do naturally by ourselves. The anointing is the empowerment of God's spirit that enables us to do what we could not do naturally by ourselves. Are you following me? Okay. Now, go to Acts 1.8. Okay, before you come to Acts 1.8, go to Luke 4.18. I want to show you something, then we'll come back to Acts 1.8 so you can understand the, 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 the concept we're dealing with. Now, it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because what? He has anointed me. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because... He has anointed me. That means the Holy Spirit is the person of the anointed one. Then, when the Spirit of God comes upon that person, the person is called the anointed. When you study in your Old Testament, the Spirit of God came upon Saul. Saul was called the anointed. David said, how can I touch the Lord's anointed? Because the Spirit of God came upon him. He was called the anointed. And that's the lesser testament. Okay. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. God anoints for a purpose. The anointing is not for joke. There's a, there's, the anointing has a purpose. God anoints intentionally for a purpose. He says, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So these are purposes of the anointing. To preach, to heal, the broken hand refers to emotional healing, all right? So the anointing to preach, the anointing heals people emotionally and delivers the captives, gives fresh revelation and sets a liberty them that are bruised, all right? Go to Acts 1.8, Acts 1.8. Jesus is talking to his people. He says, and ye shall receive, take, hallelujah, lambano. Ye shall receive power when? After that, the Holy Ghost is done what? Now, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. When David was anointed with oil, the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came upon him from that day forward. So, David became what? The anointed. Are you following me? Okay, now Jesus is saying, but ye shall receive power. You shall take, you shall lay hold of, you shall seize power. After that, the Holy Ghost is done what is come upon you. And Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. That means when you receive the Holy Ghost, you were anointed. 
So speaking in tongues, when you, when you got filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues, is when I got baptized with the Holy Ghost. You were actually anointed. Say, I'm anointed. See, that's why if you know it's the early church, everybody got filled with the Holy Ghost. They did, it was, it, you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because they understood that we are Christians. We are anointed people. Are you following me? You someone say, I, I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't want to speak in tongues. You don't understand. You don't understand yet. Speaking in tongues is the language of the spirit. See, it's the language of the spirit. It, it's, oh boy. I, I don't want to get in there. We'll come down later. It says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is done what? So Jesus is saying, you'll be anointed. Because he said, the works that I do shall he do also. For also do the works he did. We needed to be anointed with what was he anointed with. He was not anointed with oil. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit. So it tells me that when I received the Holy Ghost, what happened? I was anointed. The word power there is the Greek word dunamis. And you all know that. But there's a lot, a lot to that word. One, it refers to the ability to produce miracles miracle working power so jesus is saying you shall receive miracle working power so every child of god that is speaking in tongues should be working miracles oh i thought i'd get the name man you should be working miracles then an amazing thing this word dunamis also refers to meaning See, the Holy Ghost came to give meaning to your life. It also means, give it to me in the Amplified. Acts 1.8, please. Amplified. Look at this. But you shall receive power. What's the first thing you have there? Ability. What's the next one? Efficiency. So the man that is filled with the Holy Ghost should have failure stop in his life. Efficiency. See, many of us have not learned to take advantage of the Holy Spirit. It says efficiency. The guy is effective. He knows what to do. He is filled with the Holy Ghost. He knows the same Holy Ghost in Jesus is in him. If Jesus was doing this job, would he fail? I'm filled with the same Holy Ghost. There's only one Holy Spirit. The Bible said there's one Spirit. He has seven-fold manifestations, but there's one Spirit. So the same Holy Spirit... Then anointed Jesus, God anointed Jesus with, has also anointed me. He has also anointed you. See, I'm anointed. Do you believe that? The Bible tells you that. See, but you shall receive power, ability, ability for anything. This is the Holy Spirit that brought all creation into being. And is now inside of you. What can you not do? What can you not understand? I'm anointed. Stop living like an ordinary person. You see, you know I'm just an ordinary Christian. There's no such word as an ordinary Christian. Because no Christian is ordinary. With God inside of you, with Christ in you, the fullness, the Holy Ghost is in you, the fullness. What? You are too, you are too loaded. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says efficiency. And might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. See, it's letting them know. See, that's why we teach. 
they would have, all they would have thought is that when, if Jesus didn't tell them to just receive the Holy Ghost, just speak in tongues, and say, we, we, all we did was speak in tongues. Jesus said, when it comes upon you, when it comes upon you, you've received power, dunamis, ability to produce miracles. The word dunamis also means violence. See, the Holy Ghost doesn't make us timid. Violence. That's why when you receive the Holy Ghost, you get bolder. Are you aware of that? You get bolder. Praise God. So we got to understand that we are an anointed people. Say, I am anointed. See, you've got to think that way. 1 John 2 verse 20, please. We'll come back here. 1 John 2 20. It says, but you have an unction from the Holy One. And what, do you, what did he say? Why should a Christian be confused? You have an unction. Say you have it. Say I have an unction from the Holy One. And I know all things. Give it to us in the Amplified, please. Thank you. But you have been anointed. Do you see that? But you've been anointed, but you have been anointed by, you hold a sacred opponent from, you've been given an unction from the Holy One, and you know the truth, or you know all things. Say, I've been anointed. Now go to the King James, give me verse 27. We'll run very quickly. 27, please. But the anointing which you received of him, does what? Abide that in you. See, I'm anointed. Is anointing in you? It says it remained, it abided in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and it's true and it's no lie, even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. See, if we are conscious of this anointing, we will not be deceived. I was reading a book last night into the morning and um, came downstairs. I saw a miracle program on the miraculous and all that. Went back upstairs to study. And I noticed that my conclusions and the man's conclusions were the same. Because that particular subject, I've studied it from Genesis to Revelation. So since he was using scripture to interpret scripture, we had the same conclusions. You know, what divides us is that somebody said that's what the Bible said. And you said what somebody said the Bible said. And every time it's moved from one person to the other, the revelation is diminishing. Go to the source. Go to the source. Go to the Bible. See, I'm anointed. So you can say, I'm anointed. Okay. Now, look at Luke 24, verse 49. Luke 24, 49. And let's look at a few thoughts. And it says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be what? Endued with power from where? Now, 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 you got to know this. This is the power of the highest. See, this is the power of the highest. It says, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endured. The word there is to sink into a cloth, to wrap, to wrap around with. It says, stay in Jerusalem until you are wrapped in the power of God. Now, hear me. 
Jesus shows us a mystery. If I am wrapped in the power of God, that means I carry an atmosphere. If you are inside a sack, if you look at this word and do, look at it in your concordance and other uh, study materials, you notice that it refers to sinking into a cloth or a sack. If you are inside a sack and I touch you, what will I touch? That means I cannot touch you again. So it says, tarry in Jesus until you. You are endured with power from on high. In other words, now as a believer, I am wrapped up in the power of God. So no weapon formed against me. Are you following me? See, I'm wrapped in there. You need this understanding. See, I carry an atmosphere. All right, let's look at this. John 3 verse 34. John 3 verse 34 look at this John 3 verse 34 it says for he whom God has sent does what speak at the words of God for God given not the spirit by measure unto who unto him now unto him is italicized which was not in the original so God given not the spirit by measure but let's just assume that unto him was there right look at this it says, for he whom God has sent. Who is he talking about? The Father. Because the Father sent him. Are we together? He whom God has sent, speak at the words of God. For God given all the spirit and measure unto him. Now you see that one of the reasons that God anoints us is to bring his message to people. Are you all there? He anoints us to bring his message to people. Now watch this. John 17 and let's look at verse 18, John 17, verse 18. It says, as thou hast sent me into the world. It says, he that God has sent, speaketh the words of God, and God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. So, if God sends an individual, he doesn't give the spirit, he gives him the fullness. Then Jesus said, as thou hast sent me with the fullness, even so I have sent them into the world. So, whatever the Father sent him with, he sent us with. Whatever result happened in his life, happens in my life. Are you following me? See, I'm anointed. John 20, verse 21. Verse 21. So, then sent Jesus to them again, peace be unto you. He repeats it again. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Now look at this. As the Father has sent me, what did he say? Even so send I you. Next verse. When he sent this, he prayed on them and said unto them, Receive you the Holy Ghost. He's showing them the secret. See, I'm anointed. With what? What are you anointed with? With the Holy Ghost and what? Say again, say I'm anointed. One more time. Say it like a minute. I'm anointed. Because the Father sent him without measure. God showed this to me in the early years of my Christian experience in 1994. And nobody believed it. 
Because then, most of the biggest preachers in the world, they went to Nigeria preached that only Jesus had the spirit without measure. That none of us can have the spirit. All the biggest names you can think of in this country. Because now they've changed their doctrine. But I went to the source. Because I know the book they read, written by a great man of God in America, that said only Jesus can have the spirit without measure. But how can we do the works that did if we don't have what he had? Talk to me now. And Jesus is not even jealous or insecure. He said, as he is, how can we be as he is if we don't have what he had that made him what he is? So the very anointing that Jesus carries, Kabaya, we carry it. Are you out there? See, I'm anointed. See, you have to train your thinking properly. I've dealt with all kinds of devils. Devils. People that were agents, physical agents of darkness. That one campus. Verified spoke with their mouth. With their mouth like this. We're in a service on campus. And this particular lady, Power God hit her. She said all kinds of things in that was a chapel service, the entire student body. And but you've got to understand this. We are not ordinary. We are not. Let nobody deceive you. We are not. Say, well, I'm, I'm just a Christian. It's an insult. Do you know what it means to be a Christian? He said, as he is. Not so am I in heaven. So am I in this world. Because whatever makes him what he is, is in me. We will catch it. I remember when the Lord really dug this into my spirit. I think it was in 2002 or so. I had to walk out of my house. And he was sharing with me that say, if I said as he is, so are you. Whatever is in him that makes him what he is, is in you. Whatever is on him that makes him what he is, is on you. I, I couldn't take it. I walked out of the house. I walked... <laughs> If you, if, you, if you knew where I stayed in Benin, I, I lived in a Hyokwen village. I trekked past BIU. Because I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. I, people, I'm sure people were like, this guy, is he something wrong with him? Because my, I couldn't, I, my mind was like, what? See, whatever is in him that makes him what he is, is in you. That's why I see so are you in this world. Now, it's all that's available to him in heaven. Thy kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is. Are you following me? See, we should be enjoying heaven on earth now. You see a Christian, you say, um, Pastor, what's wrong with you, sister? Um, I have neck pain, back pain, waist pain, knee pain. Inside my mouth, there's a big sore. Headache has been doing me. It's only you or this one? Yes. If she knew that the energy of God was in her. The very power that raised Lazarus from the dead. The very power. 
The Bible says now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the what? That worketh where? See the power of God that Calibre, huh? the power of God that can exceed whatever you expect is already there. A young man went to fast and pray. He saw T.L. Osborne perform miracles. And he went to fast and pray. He said, God, give me your power. God spoke to him and said, use the power I already gave you. Because we thought when we got filled with the Holy Ghost, what we got was tongues. We got a person. And it's the person that produces the miracle. Romans 15, let's look at verse 18. Romans 15, 18. Quickly. Koba Liga Hactus. He says, I would not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought by me. Are you seeing this? Christ is walking through this guy to make the Gentiles obedient. By word and deed. Give me the next verse. Through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. Do you know what is inside of you? You know, I'm just a Christian. That I'm just. You don't even live in just. I'm just a Christian. If you only knew what was inside of you. In heaven, God will wipe away our last tears. Why? He will show us what we could have been. You will see results you could have gotten. Testimonies you could have had. Things you could have achieved. But you didn't know. He wiped those tears. I don't want him to wipe tears. I want to experience all that you have for me here right now. That's what I 